continue uh, our reviews. This time we're doing the last Super Bowl, or the last Super Bowl game. Another short story about football by George R. R. Martin from the early 70s. Um, we've got the same crew today, except uh, Greg couldn't make it, but we've got another guest from the forums. Welcome back, Lee. Thanks, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Good, we, we, it's always good to have another expert in football. <laughs> Expert's a very strong <laughs> word. <laughs> we, we brought you in to assist the court. Well, I think you've got Here. some of us beat, so. Yeah, I think, I think in comparison to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, yeah, um, my dismal fantasy record attests. I, I think experts very strong language. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I'm glad to be back. I'm sorry I missed the first half of the recording. No problem. Okay, so we're covering the last Super Bowl. I guess we'll just go around uh, and give a lemon cake score. Uh, I guess starting with Lee. Uh, would you give I'd it give it a, a, I'd give it a four, four lemon cakes. I thought, or four, uh, four downs. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's it's <laughs> melancholy. Uh, I, I guess for me the um, the thing that I was a little hesitant about with it was that it's a little, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly when it's published, but it, it definitely feels a little old fashioned in some ways. But I, I enjoyed the story. I guess the rest will just be by order of devotion to football. So. Uh, well, if we're going, if we're sticking with devotion, at least to our particular team, um, this is Amber. Amber rocks on the forums. Uh, immediately after reading it, I got weepy and teary, and I gave it a five. Um, but overall, I would say probably like a like a four point two five or four and a half. It was like the the football. Half of the story was really exciting and engrossing, and the other half was kind of interesting, but it was so dated, and I kept getting pulled out of the story by, you know, just how, like, oh, this, this sounds like this particular technology you have today, and it just kind of brought me out of it a little um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. You liked it, too. I liked it more than um, the previous story. Uh, somewhere along 3.5, maybe rising to a 4. Uh, like everyone, like Lee mentioned, I, I, I like like the sort of melancholy tone. It, it's more what I kind of expect from George, rather than the sort of like I don't know, hokey's not quite right. Like the the alien football game, just a little G quiz kind of thing. Um, it, it did feel it did feel a little dated um, and a little unbelievable at some points, but yeah. um, hmm. but overall, I, I like the tone. I like the melancholy. Uh, so three point five, maybe a four. Um, yeah, I really liked it. 
I, I thought it was one of those stories that it started off vaguely interesting and uh, you didn't necessarily have a, a character to latch on to, but it sort of managed to draw you in the more you read. And it just ends on such a haunting sort of lyrical final note that, it, I don't know, it just kind of elevated the whole piece for me. Um, and, you know, it's probably not as developed or as personal as some of his later fiction. I'm, I'm assuming this is like an earlier piece. Um, but I really like the use of mythic language and just the image of these mud-soaked athletes um, sort of, I guess, quote-unquote, raging against the night the light, which is like a theme that yeah. pops up in Martin's <laughs> other writing. Um, so I think I'll give it a four out of five lemon cakes uh, with the caveat that um, I only just finished it like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the early 70s. I don't have the exact date. I believe Greg looked it up. So I, I'll give it a 3.5 out of five. I thought it was a relatively good read. And I agree that elements of it were dated. Uh, that being said, I th- in suspects is quite dated, but in other aspects he did. It's, it's interesting. Like I mean, he was in the early 70s and he predicted some things. Not not the end result that happened in terms of sports, but some of the technologies. It's interesting to see that perspective. And he's always been uh, forward-looking with you know genetic engineering and that kind of thing and tough voyaging. So yeah. he wasn't completely off the bat, but just date-wise, he was a bit off. And uh, but I, 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 I don't. I don't think it's believable, like, the end result is what would happen. Sure, and yeah. I'm not sure that he believed it either. He was just probably yeah, just yeah, speculating yeah. and just playing, just throwing things to see what if this would happen, this would happen. Yeah, but, that was okay. That was definitely my one real sort of bone to pick with the story in the end, was that, like, I guess I almost wish that... I feel like he's too smart to have believed the sort of po- uh, point he was making, I guess, and I think the story is, like, worth that. But I wish he'd been a little clearer, almost somehow, in like demonstrating that he didn't necessarily believe it. You know? Mm. Yeah, and I think he had some sub points that weren't. It wasn't just the technology. I think we'll yeah. get through as we go through that he had to make. So let's jump into the story here, which is about a year from now in our time. The last Super Bowl is next year, 2016, and it's played uh, in the 832 aging fans, 12 sport writers, the Boy Scout troop, and the commissioner of the national. Football League. That commissioner happens to be also the Boy Scout leader. I loved how That's he kept throwing bet. that in there. It was just kind of a little tiny bit of humor. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I like that. And the story basically is, as, as, as we said, it's two interweaving stories. One is the last Super Bowl and shows how like this is the end of the line. There's barely any fans, but the players are still putting up an epic fight. Interwoven with the story of how how did things get to this point? How did it get so bad for the sports? So I mean, there's two different ways we could do this. We could just go through it interweaving, or we could just focus on one story or the other. What would you prefer? Maybe one at a time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If if we're doing it sort of people who who may not have read it, especially since this one's a little harder to get a hold of, it it might be yeah. Get access to. Okay, well, why don't we we start with the uh, technological side of the story, and then sure. we'll, we'll finish with the exciting yeah. game. Okay. All right, so it, it's, I mean, the story is kind of, it's retrospective in that way, because you know the end result is things have got, got bad, and it starts off to show what happened first. And it, what happened first, it, it talks about some interesting issues. Like, he's talking about uh, arguments are the stuff which sports are made, and, and then, like, when you ask somebody, like, what what's the best team or what's like you know what's the best fighter and what specific or best player you'll find out where where up and like what kind of person they are like it shows their con- their background which is kind of interesting yeah it is i think it's also it's sort of interesting because it's funny that like i actually sort of i i've i've heard this this um sort of thing before about how like in some ways like 
uh, like smartphones have brought about like the end of like bar trivia discussions and like uh, yeah. bickering about like oh who's that guy in MV and stuff like that, which is true. Though I don't know if it's been quite as uh, apocalyptic as George portrays it here. But it's also interesting that he definitely he definitely touches on like an um, touches on something pretty uh, like real, I guess, in that way. But it's also interesting that for him, he what this story is is this idea of like magic computer simulations instead of more just like having all the knowledge at the tip of your fingertips. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, there's a point in like on, I think it's the third page where he says like, nor question. There's some questions that could be answers and questions some questions that should be answers and there's some that they're net, not meant to be known not meant to be answered and I felt morning comes misfall hmm. like, yeah I mean it really is one of those things where uh, I mean all you're going to do like you can feed in like every you know for real every variable every variable in the world right and but those variables are going to change constantly if, if a game was actually being played and so even if you had like a really really perfect or almost perfect simulation machine like you'd wind up with you know like well in 74 percent of circumstances you know the packers are going to win or something like that which is just sort of like well that's not super interesting it's like the the answer um makes the question i don't know the answer's not worthy of the question almost when i first heard i heard of the story like like football or the sports were dead and the computers had taken over and i thought maybe he was going to be like They've, computers have predicted everything that will happen, and then this last football game is supposed to test the prediction or something. Uh-huh. But he himself shows that no, it's not that. It's, it's like it's not really predicting anything would happen. Like that's yeah, that would be boring. It actually just shows it, and it's, sometimes it might be wrong, it might be different, but it's basically becoming an alternate this way. Yeah. it's just a, it, and and they make sure that it's not completely predictable. There's upsets, but like it varies. It's just it's just more entertaining than the actual game because all the players are good. Every team is a championship team. You don't have like a league where it's stacked with like a couple championship teams and the yeah. rest suck. And I think that might have been one of the points. Maybe if if you ask George, are you in favor of a salary cap? I think he'd say yes because it's not fun to have one team that has all of the good right. players and the rest suck. Mm-hmm. It's boring. So this is an argument for a salary cap in a in a sport. And and, and I think like a salary cap in hockey is better. It's helped uh, footballers. The NFL is actually one of the most egalitarian sports leagues because it has very very draconian draft laws that I don't understand. Um, Michael might know more. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, like, there. I'm pretty sure there is, but please, God, don't ask me how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, my understanding of it is basically just that, like, unlike basically all other leagues, like, unlike, like, it is genuinely true that, like, if, if you do really well, you have a really, really bad draft pick. If you do really badly, you get a really, really good draft mm-hmm. pick, and there's no other elements of chance to that. That's the whole thing. And you have to pick people through the draft, so you can't like sneak players other ways. And then I think there might be some kind of salary cap involved, too. Or it might just be that everybody has enough money. So at the end of the day, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so well, at the end of the day, like, it is, like, teams do switch. Like, you know, you can have a team that was a dynasty for three or four or five years, but you can't really sustain it that much longer than that without just the good coaching, basically. Well, and I don't know, I don't pay close enough attention. And I know I've seen headlines about Russell Wilson, you know, going to be signing a new contract. He'll be the highest paid quarterback. And basically what that means is, okay, shit, now they're not going to have enough money to pay other good players. So it's, so there's definitely some form of checks and balances in there. Mm. It is no baseball. Like, well, that could just be they just don't have money, not that they have a, a salary cap. If only we had a machine that we could just pipe in and see if there's a salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There, there is. Yeah, I, I, I looked it up. Uh, there yeah. is a salary cap. It is currently $133 million. Yes. Damn. <laughs> a year? Well, this is, it's something. I mean, yeah, the yeah, draft for a contract. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's for all And there's, yeah, well, there's 45 team. people I mean, each in a player gets team. a lot of money. Like, yeah. 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 Good. But, I mean, because drafting is only half of it. Yes, that'll help you develop a team. But, like, if you don't have a salary cap, they'll just go buy all those players later in. Yeah. It's, like, it's certainly not like baseball where, like, you know, the Yankees have individual starting pitchers who are paid more than entire teams. Like, I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but I think, like, CC Sabathia makes more money a year than all of Diamondbacks or something. There is some, like, weird, you know what I mean? Like, football doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. And the other the other aspect of, of this underlying story, as it shows, like, the computer started, uh, well, just the idea of simulations, he kind of, he doesn't quite put it in, in the way he describes it. I mean, it would have been hard in the 70s, but he kind of talks about, I guess, either, like, 3 d mation or, like, like you know, like I guess we have that kind of it, just like simulating a game. Yeah, that that was to me was sort of like just embarrassing. Like I mean, embarrassing is a little rough, but like the idea that that was an idea, like somebody in the film industry would be like, "Hey, I just had this crazy idea. Why don't we sim- why don't why don't we have animation that's photorealistic?" And like everybody else at the movie studio was like, "Yeah, that would be really great if we could do that." <laughs> like that would have been saving us money for years. We wouldn't have to pay for actors either. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, was that a commonly accepted in 1970? Uh, how many people were thinking? Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, like I'm, I'm not saying that. that I'm saying it, it sort of seems dumb now. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it may not have seemed hmm. that way at all in 1970. But it was just funny the way it was presented as an idea. Like they say <laughs> that it was this one engineer. You know, whatever. <laughs> The words that are used to describe yeah. it yeah, are very mild yeah, exactly. at that time. Yeah. Like, just like, but, but you can see, like, he, he had the idea, it just, it, they didn't have, like, the words to yeah. describe it. Like, he had yeah. to, like... It actually, you know what it makes me think of? It actually seems like a better analogy for video games and, like, home... Yeah. Like, yeah, I was thinking ...good Madden. home cable than it does for, like, actual... You know, because, like, it is, they, it's been a disaster for movie theaters. Hmm. You know, and, like... But, yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean... Yeah, the lord, the lords of movies, <laughs> the lords of theater. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like that's something. Like, there's a uh, there's a Connie Willis uh, short story or novella about uh, you know basically when they hit that point technologically where they can you know actually make a, a an anim you know quote unquote CGI or animated um, movie. Uh, where it looks like the actors are real people, like they're absolutely indistinguishable from filming with real people, and how it just completely kills. Like you don't, no, there are no actors anymore. Like everything is just, you know, you, every you pick your own leading, uh, car- leading ladies, leading men, or whatever. Every movie you go to, you just, you know, say like, who do you want to be the romantic lead or whatever, and just pop it in. Um, and I thought that was, uh, and I imagine it was written later or whatever, but I thought that was a more believable sort of outcome to that technology yeah. than the idea that people wouldn't uh, watch uh, live sports anymore. Well, common to both of these situations, you'd think like there's a certain personality element to players and, or, and to actors that would be lacking when it's just all generated. You'd think that would keep some some interest there. People yeah. like their celebrities. They like their heroes. And they like yeah, that like... celebrities. Like, you know, like, and there's, mm. there's a, an element of like, like a, a real modern day, like city versus city sort of a thing. And again, like I'm, yeah. Civic right, I'm more of a college or, or football fan. Uh, anyway, 
And so for that, especially, it's like, you know, it's, I don't care about like the UT team from 1963 versus like, like, (laughs) I don't give a shit. Um, but like right now today, you know, who has better, you know, who has, who can field a better team is a lot more interesting than, than that. Well, but I think whatever sport you like, you still would have. I would have loved to see this team play that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have that stuff as well. Um, again, like that was the thing. Like, I don't think that that he's that it's necessarily wrong to think that the uh, the simul whatever his simulation computer was called. Um, I don't think it's wrong to think that that would be super successful. I just don't. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it. Like, it would it it would come to exist alongside. Like, not uh, it wouldn't replace it. Well, it's a good point that it almost forecasts ideas of, you know, streaming video and video games and things like that rather than replacing, you know, sports stadiums. It's all these other things that people are attracted to that makes it so successful. Yeah. Yeah, I like that he did clearly think about it. Like, it wasn't as, it wasn't as sort of, like, oh no, computers as I sort of thought it would be at the start of the story. Like, the idea of, like, being able to pick your teams, the teams you watch, like, that is an interesting concept. So... And it's a, it's a good comparison with movie theaters, like the idea of the movie theater being this special place that people congregate to is becoming less and less relevant yeah. as, as streaming becomes so much easier. The, you know, the idea of reproducing video reproduction is like the death of this. It, it takes sort of the varnish off something like a movie theater um, where yeah. you can just watch it anywhere. It, it kind of reminded me in a way of The Matrix how, yes, there's the possibility that that this outcome in this story would happen, but at the same time, people are always going to be people. Like there's always going to be that element where you can try and make it perfect, but people aren't going to be satisfied. So you always have to keep that human element of surprise in it. Like even if they were, you know, completely using CGI for actors for every movie, it seems like you would still have to have actors laying down like tracks in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't think, think it's... people would stand for it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that you're right. Ultimately, I I imagine that people would still want to see those new actors and things like that. Yeah. Um, but acting isn't necessarily required in this scenario where they're just carrying out move, movements. It's not like they're delivering dialogue yeah. or performances or anything. They're just yeah. playing. You know, it's not like yeah. when you're watching a sports, when you're watching football, you know, the camera might occasionally zoom in on a player, but most yeah. of the time it's a bird's yeah. eye view sort of scenario. So it wouldn't matter that much, I think, to people. But does a simulation, like, does a player ever get mad and, like, punches coach? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. they, they would do that probably. Yeah, it's the computer take that into in. account. Maybe, yeah. but, like, you want those kinds <laughs> of personalities and you want them, you know, displayed and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, I guess they are to some extent, but, yeah. Or millions or billions of configurations that you could be. If they're killing sport, then you've got, what, like 100 years of baseball and 60 mm-hmm. years of football. Like, eventually, those tweaks are going to get boring yeah, for people exactly. to to watch. Yeah. No, but they can, I mean, it, it can make new players. Yeah. They can make, they can make new teams. Like, it's, it's unlimited. And it's like the size of a city. Like, that was one of the other things yeah. I saw. Right? Like, it just it, it kept more powerful. It just gets, it gets bigger, bigger and bigger, yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of like the internet. Like, I mean, I guess it just parallels more just like the TV cable, well, I mean, cable that they had there. But it was interesting that you get the home unit and it would, like, come to you at home. It would be sent to you over, like, the wires or something. Hmm. But, uh, so the, the one sub-issue I talked about, like, that you could extract is maybe a view on uh, uh, salary cap. But the, another issue, like... There is like he says one of the reasons why like P- 
people easily switched over is because a whole generation had grown up without the chance to be able to watch the game like in person. Like nobody could afford to go to a Super Bowl, and they never got that experience. And I wonder if that's also like criticism of like how how expensive tickets are, or how it's it's harder to see the game than it was before. Well, yeah, with the Super- and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. With the Super Bowl, at least, um, it's actually pretty famous for always being very quiet. No fans go because all the tickets are for corporate sponsors. Like it's um, if you pay if you pay close attention when you're watching, you'll notice that it's it's very quiet. There's no like fan noise, and it's because it's just like it's there are very few actual fans who make it to the game. It's a lot of like contest winners and you know corporate retreats and boxes and stuff like that. So it, it is very different from a normal football game, and tickets are pretty expensive. Um, like the, I know that the waiting list for season tickets for the the Philadelphia Eagles is like twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people. Yeah, I um, mean it's certainly it's hard to get. I mean, fo- football tickets are more expensive than than other sports generally, but I mean it's also, you know, if you want to go to a game a season or something like that, it's it's not ridiculous. I mean, no, no. It's it's not like it's out of the reach of the common man or something. <laughs> um, yeah, to, to go to football. but the Super Bowl is oh, the Super like, Bo- the I mean, Super Bowl I mean, absolutely is. is the Super Bowl is yeah. that's certainly true. But I mean, it's I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Lee said, there's only so many people that can fit in there. Sure, too, exactly. So that's one. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and that that yeah. might be what sort of Martin yeah. is suggesting. You know, the idea of following a team is very much tied to, I guess, location and like culture and all that. Like you you support the team yeah. that that you grew up in. But when there's this big separation where the people who grew up in those places can no longer attend those games because they're such sort of ivory tower things that only the very wealthy can attend, people who probably don't even follow the teams in that sort of passionate way, then there's kind of that separation between the passion of the fan and the spectacle itself. Yeah. I mean, there are there certainly professional American sports teams that play at a stadium that's that empty. Um, the, the, mm, yeah. the Marlins, the Florida Marlins, have which I mean, that's baseball, but like they, they played a totally empty stadiums. Um, when Roy Holiday pitched a perfect game, there were less than 5,000 people in the stands. <laughs> and, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was just Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think it also it reflects, I mean, it, yeah, you could afford to go to one game, but, but the player salaries and everything have gone so high that it's harder to go to many yeah. like it was before, before you could go to. Well, many I mean, I, I guess, I mean, but it's almost more, um, I, I mean, I think the money is, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, um, uh, sorry, uh, I can't think of a thing uh, where you, there's only a certain amount of things, and so the price goes up. I sound like a, an idiot. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Like it's yeah, it's fine demand. Sorry. Okay. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, there's just more people, right? And the stadiums aren't any bigger, so, of course, price goes up, you know, commensurate with that. But yeah. the same number of people are going to these games. Uh, the population is bigger, obviously, but the same number of people are going to these games because it's the I'm same, you know, eighty or 100,000-seat stadiums. I mean, so it's it's not like fewer people are getting to go. That's I mean, true. Yeah, it, it might not be so much a criticism, but just like you know, lamenting that's the fact. They just that's what happens. That'd be the same. Yeah. And again, obviously, I have to stand up and say, you know, college football is much purer, and people should. <laughs> that's all fans. No. You're a true Texan. <laughs> if I were, yeah, yeah, really, I should be talking about high school football. Though, but... <laughs> yeah. The description itself, like, was interesting. Just he kept using the term "lords of sport" and like how they gun fat and lazy yeah. and rich and whatever. And yeah, so he had maybe had a bone pe- to pick with the lords of sport. <laughs> it's a funny, uh, it's a funny phrase. It's pretty yeah. cheesy. 
but thank you. It's it almost, certainly it's almost captures like, what he's trying to say. Yeah. It's almost like this kind of Mad Max 2 type language where this kid is, has heard stories about the last Super Bowl and is retelling it to his yeah. friends in a heightened manner. So I have one more question on this half of the story. Is like, even if you accepted this change happen, I feel like things like the Olympics would still exist because the Olympics are like a reflection of uh, not just like I mean, it's not just national pride, but the power of your country. What you yeah, again, I, you just had a yeah. computer. Yeah, really I agree. I agree completely. It. I think the Olympics for sure. I think sorry, college football uh, again <laughs> for sure would be like that. I mean, like high school football, college football. I don't see any reason that people are still playing exactly. sports. They're still yeah, playing, yeah. and they're all like slobs sitting there right. watching it. It just like they don't want to watch yeah. other people. That's what he says too. They play tennis and golf, but they didn't want to watch yeah. other people. Well, the, the one thing the story makes me think though is that like I end up thinking like, huh, like at a certain point they're going to be like, you know what, like we maybe want some new famous teams, and suddenly all the simulcasts like start their own sort of like league just to get like more players, and you sort of end up because like at the end of the day you will eventually. They will eventually want new content, basically. You know, they want they want fresh, yeah. fresh stories to tell. Yeah, and I, and I think that there's only so much you can do with, uh, like, they can randomly generate new players. But yeah, I think that people, I think that one of the reasons that people like the the new simulated games is that uh, it's still all the old players that they love, kind of thing, right? Like, you can be a Joe Montana fan or something. Well, not in this story, because it was 75. But um, you could be a Johnny Unitas fan or whatever for your entire life. Uh, or, you know, forever. And he would play forever. Um, but you could love that one guy. Um, and I, But I think that eventually uh, you would want uh, to have a new person that actually had personality and wasn't, you know, randomly generated yeah. or something. And it's sort of asking this question, like, why do people watch sport? Do they watch it for the statistics, for to see their team, you know, represent them and win? Or do they almost watch it for the narrative? Like, that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter whether it's real or fake or whatever. They just want to see the sort of, I don't know, the story unfold. And if that's on a movie screen with actors or CGI, it doesn't matter because all they want is that spectacle. That's what sort of fulfills them. Yeah. Well, just the, the that that parallel story that you you meant that you mentioned that in terms of like no actors anymore and just movies, I I, I probably would, I would watch that. Like it, it doesn't make a difference to yeah. me when I'm watching a movie if it's a real person yeah. or not. Like it's not real anyways. Right. That person, and I think I think actors are paid too much anyways. So well, I, I feel like it's yeah. different with actors because <laughs> there is so much brought by the actor just in their face, their little you know intricacies of their expressions and stuff. But I don't. Well, they can do all of that in the computer. Well, clearly though. they it's can't because like <laughs> you watch the right, Polar but, I mean, Express just, and it's like just, looking at a dead thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's yeah. just a technological future, argument. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah I mean, but even just, you know, what the actor is feeling on the day or, you know, it's, it's all on screen. It's something a computer can't take into account. It's a human thing. Yeah, I, I mean, eventually, can, I mean, you know, I'm a futurist yeah. or whatever. I think eventually they'll be able yeah. to do that um, and the computers will be able to turn in the kinds of perf- uh, you know performances that people can turn in. <laughs> They'll be winning Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> the first computer win- wins the Oscar. Yeah. That'll be the turning point. The, the battle of yeah. the computer. <laughs> well, we are seeing people like Andy Serkis, kind of these motion capture performances, which are pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you need the expression beneath, yeah. the performance beneath. But here's the thing. Like, it can't just be ones it, and zeros. You won't be able to... Like, there'll be no more panels and things. Like, to go, like, go to Comic-Con and have like the actors show up. You'll have a like, computer sitting there. And like, there's no personality behind yeah. it. So that side well, aspect would be gone. But I, but I would still watch it for a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
Like, I can see it more for a movie than for a sport. Yeah, I think for a movie, it's, it's yeah. more believable. I mean, and again, like, I think that, you know, uh, at some point we will get there technological, tech, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> in terms of technology. Michael had an old football injury. So, <laughs> football, so just to excuse him. Okay. So, and, and yeah, I guess, well, the, there is that third aspect, that we, the third issue, or the third issue or idea that comes up is, yeah, just what's real, real versus simulated and when does it matter? Like, I mean, like, is it right now? I could go watch FIFA and have a game played, but I find it boring yeah. just because it doesn't look I mean, real. I mean, I don't. I want the real well thing. for me anyway. Uh, in terms of you know, act, like the video game simulations, is that I think that yeah. the thing that always bothers me, and it bothered me in this story too, but you know, I'm giving it a pass because whatever the technology is better. But like, it's ridiculous to try to like take a player, especially one who's been dead for 20 years or whatever, and be like, no, these are his exact stats. This is him, exactly. It's like, yeah, well, it's your opinion of yeah. what that guy is like, right? And so, like... Yeah, half the debate is is what was his stat. Like, what what is it, real ability? Exactly. Yeah. Who, who the hell knows? Yeah. 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 But but it, 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 it wasn't... This story wasn't that, like, sport completely predicted everything and it wasn't worth watching the real thing. It was just... It was more entertaining right, exactly. to watch this. Because the first one, I wouldn't accept it completely predicted. Right. But that could have been a story. It could have been like the computers have predicted that like this score is going to be twenty-one, like seventeen or something. And now there's no point in playing it. And in fact, I kind of initially thought that let's switch into the actual like last Super Bowl story and what happened okay. there because at times like the score started one way and then the like, Packers started to dominate it and then it kept saying like the everyone in the stand started to relax and stuff. And I was like, why? Why did they start to relax? Like were they <laughs> expecting a certain score? Like. Why does it keep saying Well, that? yeah, I guess so many of them were sports. I, I think when he kept saying, like, they started to relax, he was referring more to the, to the sportscasters, who I guess, if theoretically, uh, you know, had made predictions and then were expecting <laughs> their predictions to happen. And so... Oh, that's true, yeah, because well, they did write about it earlier. Yeah. But it was, they had, yeah. they had don't predicted they already, by touchdowns. So. Don't they already know who's going to win based on computer, you know, the computer... Um, prediction? No, but no, the computer The one time that it was mentioned uh, when they were trying to do computer analyses before games, they said they were always wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't, and I don't, I don't imagine that changed because I mean, I thought that was on purpose. Like, uh, I don't think so. No, like I think they were just they were, they were wrong. Oh, okay. I think that hmm. it, there's just too many variables in a in a real real world game yeah. to to try to. I mean, that's it's. Ridiculous. I kind of took that repetition of them, you know, kind of being relieved as all I. What you said, Michael, that like they just were wanting their prediction to come true, but at the same time, it kind of seems like what you want is an upset. What you want is some crazy yeah. thing that will keep your job. Uh, that will keep your job. That there's some point to to being. A, an actual sportscaster that you can't always predict what's going to happen. Well, I sort of read it as like at that point, the computer had become evolved enough that it was actually able to predict. Um, I mean, obviously it's sci-fi, but it was able to predict, you know, with a hundred percent accuracy, the outcome of any game based on statistics and players and whatever. And these people were basically, this was their sort of last go to see if, if the computer was right. And, and they were watching and they knew that the Packers were supposed to win. And I guess, I don't know, like, yeah. if they did win, they made the right decision and they could sort of yeah. let go of football, you know, real football once and for all. But, uh, you know, the ultimate goal, I guess, was if the um, other team, the Jets, won, then maybe the computers could have been proven wrong. So that was yeah. the goal, but... Didn't. No, I, I yeah, thought, I don't I think it, that, was... that was... That was it, too, but it didn't yeah. Maybe not, like, okay. I, okay. 
Yeah. That could have been a story. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. right. That could have yeah. been a, a story, but I don't think it was this one. I mean, in this one, it was sort of, yeah. it was all very, uh, like, yeah, the NFL was done, right? Like, it didn't matter yeah, what happened. Even early in the uh, the story, it says it had begun long ago when someone decided to settle an old argument. I thought that that was talking about this final Super Bowl game. They're going to have, like, a bet and see what happens, but it wasn't. It was just, it was just showing how the whole story started well, that, in terms of the... That's what I really like about the story is that at the end... It doesn't like that. Yeah, there isn't any stakes on this game. There's nothing like fancy about it. It's not the final. It's not like they're they're trying to save football. It's not like a sports movie. You know, it's just it's the last game, and everyone wants to have it be a good one. And in the end, it, it yeah. goes out with kind of a whimper. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, to have that upset, to have that final play, would have been the best way to end it, and it doesn't doesn't get there. But it, are the Jets and Giants both uh, George's favorite? Things? Um, it's the Jets and the Packers. Um, no, no, he loves the Jets and the Giants. No, oh, George sorry, yeah, 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 yeah that's correct. Likes, yeah. The Jets are one yeah. of his favorite Cause teams. It's funny, because both times they make it, they're always the underdogs, yeah. and the Giants are, like, mediocre, and they yeah, both yeah. lose. <laughs> both these teams lose in the story. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> but, like, so the actual last Super Bowl has the Packers, right? As, as you said, I believe, had uh, won the first mm-hmm. Super Bowl, so it was appropriate yeah, that they were there. Right. They yeah. moved against the Jets, who had also had moved. Yeah. Um, the cheese so, sandwich. So the, yeah. Yeah. Even I know from like his uh, not a blog that George always talks about how defense wins championships. So the Packers have like, mm-hmm. a powerful yeah. defense. Offense is, is showable. Uh, the Jets have a, have Kevin Keith Lancer, and they have a good offense. But I could kind of be like, oh, okay, defense is probably going to win because yeah, that's what he favors. Um, and so yeah, they have the classic confrontation: offense against defense. One brilliant man against a smoothly oiled machine. One lone hero against a horde of monsters. It's very romantic. Which I think sports certainly can be, but that mm. right off the bat, you know, from him counting the number of people in the in the stadium, the weather was kind of drizzly and yucky. Um, mm. it, it does mm. lend such a romantic kind of melancholy, as yeah. you said, air to it. It is very melancholy. Yeah, sorry. I was. Gonna, it makes you think of there's a famous George Carlin bit about football. And how it's this wet, cold, industrial game that's played at like the worst season of the year. <laughs> and, and it's, it's complimentary too. Like he's not like it's not a George Carlin liked football, but it's it, it, this makes me think of that a lot. You know, it's the I loved it. I thought it's a really it's a great ending. Yeah, and it is very melancholic, and the stadium is almost like this sort of dying beast. It's not. It hasn't been. You know, stadiums are often like the thing that gets destroyed during a a disaster or something. But here, it's not yeah. destroyed. It's sort of just abandoned, and it's just this crumbling sort of Greek amphitheater that that uh, people have just lost interest in, and they've forgotten it's, it's sort tired. of memories and its histories, and it's just been abandoned. And it's, it's sort of yeah, weirdly tragic in that that Martinesque kind of way, like the. What's that place in um in Essos like the Sorrows or something? That city that's been abandoned and it's like mist and shrouded and yeah. the uh, was it the festival city and, and Tyrion you can hear the sort of songs and the laughter mm. and yeah. the sort of dark silence. Hmm. Yeah, dying of the light, as you said, it's kind of has that themes. There's one thing I'm going to mention here. I forgot to mention in the earlier discussion was uh just the situation where the Lords is fort. They, they're losing and they switch over trying to like sue yeah. them and stuff and then they fail out. That, that was, I think that's what would happen, and it's happening in movies, too. I think, yeah, I think that would absolutely happen. Yeah. I think it would have happened. I mean, the NFL is pretty voracious, I think, about stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, it would have happened yeah. immediately. As soon as anybody tried to use yeah. anybody's fucking logos, like, the NFL would have gone bananas. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it was on the radio or somebody wrote a fan fiction or whatever it was. 
No, well, like yeah, they would yeah, have gotten nuts about their, their logos and stuff. Yeah. 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 But the, the courts used the fact that the they hadn't objected during the radio yeah. stuff earlier against them, and it was interesting because I, I mean that's kind of like George's argument against fan fiction too. It's like you kind of have to you gotta always object watch even if you don't care, to, just yeah. just to hold on to your copyright. Right. Yeah. So that was interesting. But anyways, back to the story here. I think Michael, you you found either an error or you, you had a question about. Uh, there was uh, there was down. a strange thing in the very first um the very first Green Bay egg uh, Green Bay Drive. I think they the it says they. Sorry, I'm not on the page anymore. Um, but it was they drove down to around the 35, and then, yeah, um, blah, 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 Packers, before the drive finally bogged down around the 35. The field goal attempt was wide. The Jets took over on their own 20. And I usually you would take over where the at the spot the other team was when they missed the field goal. So I thought that was odd. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why that would be, but... Mm. Was there a rule change since back then? I don't know. Or... I didn't try to look it up. But... No, that's a pretty old rule. I mean, I think it's probably just a typo. Hmm. Would he have forgotten to put in a kick return or something? Like after they, the failed field they, goal, do they just they miss the, Yeah, it's, it's just like goal. it's just like yeah, it's just like failing to convert on fourth fourth down. Like they just take yeah. the ball oh, over. Oh, so you just was. start there. Yeah. yeah, it went wide and they took over. Oh, yeah. it does, Michael, it does say near the 35. It does near say 30, near the 35, but like also it's... You feel, yeah, and you feel pretty yeah. stupid missing a 20 uh, field goal from the 20. But, <laughs> um, I mean, it was raining, so I mean, it's not impossible, but like you're you're going to... It's more likely you're going to miss a field goal. Um, and it's not a 35-yard field goal because you have to add the things, but so it's like... For, Okay, well, maybe George will give us an answer. It's just a typo or yeah. something. It's probably just a typo. But it, it's interesting. You caught that? All right. Um, uh, I'm looking at a list of NFL rules changes. So in 1994, it says, All field goals attempted and missed when the spot of the kick is beyond the tar line. The defensive team taking possession will get the ball at the spot of the kick. Based on the fact that that's a rules change, it looks um, like they, hmm. they did. They used to just get it to the 20. 20. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Nice. There you go. There we go. Yeah, I'll explain. Right. Yes. <laughs> Good work. So the Packers are like you know expected to win, and the Jets are underdogs. And the... initially, who gets ahead? No, the Jets actually get yeah. ahead. The underdogs get ahead early on because uh, Keith Lancer keeps doing all these different throws and stuff. And uh, oh yeah, so tell me what a blitz is exactly. Um, What's a blitz play? A blitz is basically just when you go for the quarterback. Like instead of so like instead of um, like you're always sort of going for the quarterback, but it means that if I and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, I'm definitely could be wrong. You don't even really try to cover the running backs or the wide receivers or anybody. You just like everyone charges straight forward. You smash so, through the defense. And you yeah, smash I mean the the, de- the defense is always making decisions about like you know how much pressure they want to put on you know the receivers or stopping the running game or pressuring the quarterback. And if you're putting a lot of pressure or putting a lot of uh, emphasis or a lot of uh, your resources on stop on trying to get to the quarterback, then that's a blitz, which is what Lee said it was. You're going to you're sending extra defenders uh, through the line to try to hit the quarterback before he can throw instead of, say, you know, putting those guys uh, backing those guys out and having them try to intercept passes or stop running backs or whatever. So the the appeal of it is basically that like if it works, you knock the quarterback down 
and maybe even go from like first and 10 to like second and 15 because you push right. them back further. The, the risk, of course, is that you are not covering the actual offense as well. And so you give the quarterback an opening to maybe like get a good pass in or maybe a running back is going to slip by the two or three people you left sort of behind, you know? Well, so on the second, he, lets, he doesn't have the ball anymore. You can't touch him, right? Right. Yeah. But then you have like a second before that, like, is there not like a second transition time? Like if you're already in the air going at them? Oh, or? sure. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, there's the, basically, I mean, that's true. It's, um, the rules are a little bit fluid. And a couple of times in this story, uh, the, the Packers got penalties for either hitting the quarterback late or hitting him too hard. Um, yeah. quarterbacks are sort of given a special protected position because they're vulnerable because they're paying attention to something yeah. else. Um, and so, but like, if it's they're kind legitimate, of fragile to the exactly. Other players. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's my question. Yeah. Is like, is I hate I hate it when like a sport like the purpose of a player is just to injure another player. Sure. Like, is, is that only a secondary purpose, or the, the I mean, it seems that whenever that happens, like, yes, we've injured their quarterback. I'm like, why can't you beat them regularly? You have to injure the sure. player to do it. Like, is that but is that common in football? Uh, uh, I mean, that's a pretty bad sportsmanship to try to. Deliberately yeah, injure somebody, and I—I I mean, I don't think—I—I I don't know. Pretty, pretty rarely do, do fans, I feel like, act happy when they've when they've managed when they've injured somebody. Um, <laughs> it's certainly, and again, like football is getting a lot of publicity lately, or the NFL, especially football in general, um, is getting a lot of publicity lately about uh, you know long-term effects of of concussions and and various things like that. Mm. And so the NFL is definitely on a, a safety kick at the moment. Uh, trying to make sure that people don't get hurt as much. Um, it's so, like it, yeah. it doesn't have the stuff like in hockey. There are those players whose like their whole job is just to hit you, and like yeah. you don't really have yeah. bruisers like that in football. No. But at the same time, like football is a game where the quarterback is gonna get injured. Like you know what I mean? Like he's if it's gonna happen, he's the quarterback's probably like two hundred pounds, and if you have some, if one of the linemen hits him he's going to get hurt and it may not be someone's fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can get the, uh, the intimidation factor, mm-hmm. which is fine. You're trying to make, you're definitely trying to scare him for sure. Faster. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if your only goal is to actually like, no, like, like a blitz has a different purpose. I mean, the blitz, you're trying to hit the quarterback in the backfield so that they lose yards instead of gaining yards. Like right. there's a, it's a totally legitimate, uh, not, not a scare tactic or anything like that. It's just yeah. a, Trying to you know make them lose yards instead of gain yards. What would be illegitimate would be purposefully like, oh, he's thrown it, and then you smash into him anyway, and then afterwards try to yeah. say like it was too late to stop. That would be right. illegitimate. That that yeah. that could happen on any play, not just the sure. Boys. Yeah, and I mean that's a yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously I mean that's a referee call for you know roughing the passer or uh, personal foul or, or various yeah. things like that. And like I said, there there are actually a couple of those. Um, uh, what's his name? Lancer does get uh, hit badly a couple of times, and and they get penalties uh, called against the Packers. So. Well, the other thing is also those are you also like you can you might try to do that, but it's it's not necessarily a great idea because they'll hit you back. Like, and the team is protective of the quarterback. Earlier this season, yeah, um, the Redskins had a really late hit on Foley, the Eagles' quarterback, and it ended up starting like a pretty big brawl between the linemen. Because they were like the Eagles were furious because it's not sportsmanlike. 
Um, and because the Redskins mm-hmm. and Eagles are sort of old rivals, there was already a lot of like bad blood. So it's not it's not common and it's not encouraged. Yeah, yeah. The Jets were doing well early, uh, but then Packers came back, and eventually Lancer gets injured, so he goes off before halftime, I believe. Okay, so Packers are way ahead, 24-7. People are leaving like the the, the stadium, and uh, you think that was it, but no. I did, the Jets are coming back. I did think it was kind of funny, like almost a little awkward to be reading about football play-by-play, because in your it, it the way it's written, it sounds exciting, and you know things are happening, and I'm trying to read it in this you know heightened pace, but at the same time I'm trying to pay attention because there's numbers and things involved that I don't necessarily follow very easily. So it was just kind of this strange. It's strange to read a play-by-play of football when everything happens so fast in real life, and you're reading it at the pace of what your brain can understand or my brain. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. But still, well, kind of by, really the, know, by the final plays, it got exciting. But yeah, I don't really know the rules of American football at all. But I still found it exciting. Just like you know, the two gladiators kind of just smashing into each other and passing the ball back yeah. and forth. So I think it still worked on sort of excitement level. Yeah. And just the imagery of yeah, the I mud being. I appreciate being... there's a lot of strategy as well, right? Like even I don't know what's going on a lot of time. There's there's a lot of strategy mm. in the game. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought the the. Um... You know, excitement of the game came through relatively well. Yeah. Well, he he has all this, perhaps over the top descriptions sometimes, but if like it's just like these the forefront came like roaring like demons out of hell, <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty. Epic. And just the environmental sort of aspects, <laughs> the mist and the rain and the yeah. field just being churned up into mud by these by these yeah. warriors is very epic, I think. So does this. Does the time stop when the ball goes out? Like, or is it, is um, basically, the time, um, if, if you go out of bounds with the ball, or if a pass is yep. incomplete, uh, the, ball, the, the clock will stop. If you are mm-hmm. tackled inside the field, okay. then the clock will continue to roll. Yeah. Oh, so that's why they're going exactly. slower. Like, yeah. When it's attacked, so the Packers, so are, if, you're, if you're ahead, then you run the ball a lot and try to run the clock out. Um, yeah. Whereas, uh, like they were saying in that last Jets drive, uh, it was all like sideline passes because you need the guy to go out of bounds. Right. Yeah. Well, and so is, they scored. They were. Is, is there a two-minute thing? Is there two minutes? Uh, the last there, minute there, there are other things. There are other things that stop clocks. Uh, when the quarter changes, obviously. Yeah, timeouts. Yeah, timeouts obviously will stop yeah, a clock. Using... Uh, at the two-minute warning, I think the clock stops, which is just the last two minutes of the. Uh, Second quarter, last two minutes of the fourth quarter, um, and then I think when the quarters change, the clock stops. Things like that. But yep. So they scored. They came close, uh, but there's like a minute left, and they're gonna kick, and suddenly it starts raining like crazy. You know, and it gets muddy, and uh, because of that rain, I guess in the mud, they were actually able to get the ball back. At the uh, where did they get it? About halfway to the field, or no? It's, uh... Uh, what are we, are we talking about? The onside kick or? Yeah, the very yeah, the, the onside, onside kick, kick they would have gotten the ball close to. Uh, so I mean, an onside kick you're kicking very short, so you're going to get it pretty close to where yeah. you kicked it from, which is. There we go near near the yeah, 50. Yeah, be like yeah, 40 or something. Like that. Yeah, it's raining. It's hard to get there, but somehow they just keep passing, kept getting close. With a few seconds left to get there, Lance gets the ball. He tries to run it in, I think, right? Yeah. And uh, then somebody takes him out. That's it. Yeah. They should have scored, but they didn't. It's, it's, a very, play. it's a very George R. Martin ending. 
Yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. And then Lancer helps up the person who took him down, and then, like, he smiled to hide the tears, so, and so strangely did the Packer. Yeah. Because they know this is the last game, they're not going to play again, and then they, they're leaving the, the stands around. Yeah. yeah. I love that pit. Yeah. Just the, the rhythm of the of the paragraph, so, so yeah, lyrical and, and um, mm. yeah, melancholic. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well, and you're kind of going along, and you're reading about the lures of sport, and at least... From this time frame, you know, it seems a little cheesy and like, oh, that wouldn't really happen. But at the end of the day, what they're fighting for is this human competition, you know, where everybody's trying to be the best. And and it's just so kind of visceral and fundamental to what it is to be a human. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually... And no one cares. I, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. There was a thing where it mentioned something about how some, you know, one of the, like, the game that really killed it was when there was this really boring Super Bowl. And the thing is, what I liked about that is that, like, I think boring games are important. Like, they happen a lot. Boring games are what make exciting games exciting. Like, it's just like... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was but worth that, thinking about. It's better when that's the regular season if it's just more boring stuff and then the the, like the playoffs or whatever are more exciting. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like all the computer-generated games, people preferred them because there were those more exciting plays, but at some point to kind of resetting the yeah. public consciousness of what makes a great game. Oh, there were only five turnovers in that game, so totally boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, yeah. they do say they do say in the um, the simulated games still had uh, boring games. They were just slightly fewer and yeah. slightly less boring. Yeah. So I mean, it was really just more a matter of. Uh, you never want the actual Super Bowl to be boring. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you never. Want, I don't know. Exciting. I mean, you never want any game to be boring, but. There are boring games. Yeah. No, but I can I can see the argument of like that needs to be argued. I mean, even the computer has it. But like, do you really need the Super Bowl to like one year be boring? I mean, the next one. No, year? but like last year, the Super Bowl was Super very Bowls boring. Super Bowls are often boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> never give it. Like I mean, it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it part of it to like I guess it's having people around you and hanging out? And well, yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl has become chatting. a you know sort of a holiday thing here, but. It's got more of an advertisement with the gameplay between it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I almost am never it, particularly interested in the Super Bowl, so I don't know. It is sort of presenting a very sort of gluttonous idea of what the public is that they need constant source of amusement and and highs and all these things from from their uh, viewing, I guess, their movies and television and sports and all that. They need that constant rush. Um, they're not sort of content with with anything else. I kind of pictured everybody as Wally, like you know the the big <laughs> people who just they never want to leave their chairs. They just yeah, well, no, they exactly. Just play tennis and golf. Constant stimulation. That's true. Yeah, it's pretty. When is the last time the Jets and uh, Giants have won? Uh, the Giants won in the nineties. Oh no, no they the won Giants recently. Won. They beat the, the, yeah, they beat the Patriots or whatever. So the Giants won in two thousand eleven. Yeah, they beat the Patriots. Uh, okay. It was the worst Super Bowl ever. I had to watch the <laughs> Giants. Uh, to that, yeah, 2011 season, 2012 was the uh, the game. That's well, because the Patriots didn't diff the balls. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I've always hated the Patriots, <laughs> and I also hate the Giants, so it was a rough year to be in New England and watch that. <laughs> um, the last time the Jets won was 1968. Oh, wow. Is that wow. Joe Namath? Um, yeah, that it's... was Joe Namath. The Man. Jets are terrible. They've only been once, <laughs> and, that, and that, yeah, it was just Joe, Joe Namath. I guarantee it. Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that when they were at the Super Bowl, or did they win? They won. Joe Namath uh, was their quarterback, and he guaranteed a victory uh, like two days before. Mm. (laughs) It was Joe Namath's a pretty funny guy, but uh, he was like laying on a lounge chair, you know, swims just swim trunks on, you know, big curly chest hair, gold chain, uh, reporters reporters all around him, and he's like, "Yeah, I guarantee it. We're gonna win." (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, the Giants. And well, it's one of those ones where it looks great when you're right, but if you're wrong, yeah, exactly. It's horrible. <laughs> but at the good. same time, like <laughs> I don't think anybody would be talking about Joe Namath in 1968 if he'd lost, right? Like his, like it would have gone down, you know, the record books or whatever. The, but, but like nobody would remember it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Do we have anything else to say? No. Or um, I think I'm all good. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know how much tolerance people have for more field goal rules trivia but um <laughs> actually so it was it was only prior to 1974 which is right around the time the book came out or the story came out that missed field goals resulted in the opposing team gaining possession on the 20 um the 1994 rules change that i mentioned changed it from the uh, opposing team taking possession at the spot of the kick instead of at the line of scrimmage huh. So just for the uh, football rules pedants out there. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I think it was seven. Wait, before seventy four, it would, would, would have worked. So yeah, before seventy four, the rule was as described in the story. Uh, yeah, and I think this was written. Yeah, it was published in seventy five. But yeah. There we go. Yeah. So there you go. It just it yep. fit there. All right. Well, I have to. I think I have to go. It seems yeah. like we're all finished. But yeah. I just just as a completion, like so. So what are you? Is anyone watching the Super yes. Bowl? Yes. I have to work. I will be watching. Uh, And Amber, I guess, is watching. I will be watching and drinking from probably about 11 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) And who's in the final now? Like, what are the two teams? Maybe I'll actually watch. Seahawks and the Patriots. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Seahawks and the Patriots. Oh, the Seahawks are actually there. I will be rooting for the Seahawks because I hate the Patriots. Yeah, everybody hates the Patriots, but I'm feeling like everybody hates the Seahawks now too. So I don't hate the Seahawks. A little cocky, little cocky. And when's the last time the Seahawks last year? But before that, they had probably never once and have never won. So you got to try to get that back to back. Exactly. Get get into the record books there. Because what is it? It's the whole thing that nobody's had a back. Nobody's even been back to back, let alone one back to back in ten years, I think. And the Patriots were the last to do that. Yeah. It's hard so, to do. The so, NFL is a lot more even than most leagues. Yeah, that's true. It is hard. So um, I didn't even consider, and this, I just kind of assumed that everybody was picturing this game as the NFC championship that happened two weeks ago. Um, so just to, to share, I mean, if you, you didn't <laughs> follow that game at all or anything. So it was the Pack and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks uh-uh. were playing shitty the whole time. And the, and the pack, you know, people were actually leaving the stadium, and we've got clearly rabid fans here. Um, and then in the last, what was it, four minutes? 
yeah. don't know, something uh, like the that. Packers, the Packers blew a bigger lead uh, in that game than they did in this game. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Packers completely... So that's why you were like... I'm not really talking about that. It was essentially almost kind of the same game with a different outcome. It's, you know, you're losing the whole game, and then in the last, like, sense of the game, something, some amazing miracle happens, but instead of... Um, hmm. Instead of it just ending and him getting tackled and the game being over, um, it went into overtime and the Seahawks won, you know, incredibly, unforeseeably, you know, total miracle. So it was just, it was very emotional for me, this story. Like, yeah. if I'd, I think yeah. I've read it before, and I think when I read it last year or whatever, um, you know, oh, that was an exciting game. That's kind of sad, kind of melancholy, but yeah. it was kind of a different dimension. That's fun. Sorry. Right. Martin's grim portents didn't come true. Yeah. The still has its magic, I guess. <laughs> Unless something horrible happens okay, before well, 2016. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. One more yeah. year to, for it all to fall apart. Um, well, I'm glad to have returned to podcasting with you all, and I have to go. Um, okay. Thanks for yeah, joining us. It's good to yeah. talk to you all again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, everyone out there. For listening, uh, check us out at bastardsofkingswave.wordpress.com or bok.podcastoficeandfire.com. Yeah, and we'll continue our George uh, verse and Martin Sphere reviews in the future. Probably still short stories because they're easier to, to handle than the books right now for records. Yeah, it's, I think it would also kind of feel weird. I mean, not that we shouldn't do it or whatever, but it would feel weird after the amount of depth that we managed to do on a 20-page story to suddenly yeah. <laughs> have to do uh, <laughs> oh, you know. A novel. Ten episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Marathon. Longer than the world of Ice yeah. Chapter by chapter. Like we'll, just, we'll just uh, yeah. come up with like uh, some simulated people to podcast for us instead. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. yeah that, Put it into that, a computer. See what insights they come up with. That's, that's, that's when Duncan couldn't make it. We're like, oh, we'll just put somebody yeah. with yeah. Yeah. Just... the computer. <laughs> yeah. We'll put in his characteristics. He was from Australia. They'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> There's not too much. I mean, he's a guy from Australia. Like, I think we're probably good. There's so many, so many things I can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good day. You know. Yeah. All that on the bombs. Just me spamming. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just Pat would say his slogans. <laughs> I think it sounds a little weird tonight. <laughs> But and that, but that we can see like how the different podcasters would have been together, like people that can't hold yeah, together. Exactly. Would have been, yeah, exactly. So yeah, put all their episodes the great hosts of the past. one computer and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Mark Maron and <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> all right, that was good. We did an early morning recording. Just send me your records, uh, yeah. okay? Because okay. I might need them. Very yeah. early recording. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll put, <laughs> nice put it job, together Jim. tomorrow. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys later.